Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! How's being sober? Mm. Fucking sucks. Boring, right? Mm. So boring. I want to kill myself. Mm. I feel like we wanted to have a podcast is to do episodes like this, right, buddy? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm totally nervous. Little, I'm like nervous about my picks. Me too. Now I was just... they're, uh, they're going down in uh, history as like my picks. Yeah, you know, that's I. <laughs> even though nobody <laughs> will ever listen to this, we're, there's Man. now going to be a record. And I think back on some of like, I looked at. So you were asking me right before we started, like, what were some of the criteria? And you said you went through... What are we, what are we talking about? Maybe we should back that up. Oh, well, we're doing our top 10 of the decade, our top 10 favorite movies, and, well, and and some version of our favorite TV shows um, of the last 10 years. So since 2010 to now, we're doing it. And so we were talking about how we came up with these lists. I've spent a lot of time with this. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I'm like so excited about it and I do think that you're right like I'm nervous like I looked back so I I looked at a lot of people's lists and I will tell you when we do it what a lot of the things were one of the things that's amazing to me is how much everybody gets up gets so excited about these stupid movies every year and they never wind yeah. up on anybody's list that's my favorite thing about this whole thing well also like how many of I haven't looked we're going to talk about how you did your list, but I'm sure like all the people that are doing these decade lists, you know, probably are favoring some of the movies they saw recently, you know? So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of movies from this year on those lists. So um, I, I, um, I listened so they, the, the, I listened to the ringer podcast with Fennessy and Chris Ryan and Amanda Dobbins that they did. And they did not have very many from this year. I think each of them only had one at the most. Uh, do you have any from 2019? See, that was the bad thing about uh, me doing this list. I didn't put dates. Well, you, uh, all right. I didn't put dates I mean, either. Have, but you remember, have, uh, you remember 2019. It's it's you know it's not over. I, yet. Uh, in my, I have five. Uh, I did top ten, and then I did five. Um, other votes or whatever, other, yeah. or whatever honorable mention, and once upon a time, no, I don't know. Okay, all right. So before we do it, because this is what we want to get into, uh, let's go. So let's go through some notes because I don't want to keep teasing it. I'm very excited to do this. Uh, notes. What's your note? You said you got one. I have one. So have you heard about this banana painting? No. So, or it's not a painting. I guess it's a. There's a thing in Miami every year called Art Basel. Apparently, it's like one of the biggest art shows or art things in the world. Wait, unless does this? I just read a story about it, literally 45 minutes ago. But my story I read doesn't really have anything to do with the actual art thing. So, does your story have to do with the art thing? No. Well, yeah, it has to do with one of the art pieces that were purchased okay well then let me tell you my story that i just read was about how leonardo it was like it was the title of the piece it was in vanity fair is like leonardo dicaprio still has it and it was basically about how he went down to this thing and it was seen going into a club at 4 30 in the morning and they're like dude this guy still parties in his 40s showing up at clubs at 4.30 and leaving at, like, 6.30. Same club that, like, Kendall Jenner and all, like, and the Hadid sisters were at. They were all there at 4.30, and they're like, this guy comes rolling in. He's a fucking rock star. All right. All right, so there's a famous artist. Obviously, I don't... I'm not in the art world, so I don't know how famous this guy is. 
Um, his name is Maurizio Catalan, and he basically put up this um, this art in or art thing uh, called the Comedian, and it was basically a banana that was duct taped to a wall. Okay. And it sold for $120,000. Wait, it was an actual banana? It was an actual banana duct taped to a wall. That's all it was. Um, and it was sold for $120,000. Now, um, today, um, this guy, a performance artist named David Detuna, um, he's, uh, he's at the show. And he fucking went up to the up to the uh, piece and took the banana off and ate it. <laughs> <laughs> and he got in trouble. And like basically, they they were like, "Oh, it's okay," because we kind of switch the banana out uh, when it gets rotten. Um, you know, you're supposed to do that if you buy it anyway. And so, like. Basically, this guy, this artist made 120. He didn't get in trouble. They brought him, I guess they brought him to the back. He was questioned by cops, uh, but wasn't charged with anybody, anything. And, uh, you know, all these people were like filming him eating the banana. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this guy sold this thing for $120,000 of a banana tape to a wall. And basically, you could just remove the duct tape and just stick another banana that you buy at a store onto the thing. And that's still considered his art. Wow. All right. Well, I mean, I guess everyone's got to make a living somehow. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. Um, All right. That's my note. What's your note? It's a good note. My notes aren't that good. Um, I got a new car. That's my first note. You got a new car? I got a new car on uh, last Saturday. What kind of car did you get? I got a Mazda CX-5. It's like their um, their uh, SUV. And it's got like, um, you know, it's got leather. It's like leatherish. It's like the fake Are leather. Are you uh, gym clothes in there? Yeah. What are you talking about? You love that smell of dirty gym clothes that you um, in there. It's gonna. It's, uh, it's like leather. It's got a sunroof. It's got heated seats. It's got I'm a, looking at it right now. A Bose system in it. Yeah, it's just a regular SUV. Basically, here's where I'm at. What car. year are you? What year is it? It's, it's new. It's brand new. It's, 20, it's a 2019. Okay, I'm uh, looking at it right now. There's four miles on it. Um, CX5. The CX5. So it's like a crossover. Yeah, it's a crossover. So here's I I like the crossover. So I just got you know I just had the Nissan. Basically, I realized that my like rotation of cars from now on will be the 2019 version of whatever SUV crossover that um, a deal, whatever dealership has an extra amount of. That's the car I'm going to wind up having because it's you know cheaper. Okay. So I, uh, I'm looking at it right now. It's pretty nice. Thanks, buddy. I got the dark blue. So uh, that was big news. Um, it's it's uh, exhausting to shop for a car, just so you know. And not not if I did it, I'd be like, I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I find it exhausting, and the, I found the best thing to do though is to go right before the uh, dealership closes. Like I, I looked in the morning, a test drove it, came back, was like, yeah, I got to run home real quick. Blah blah blah. Came back at like an hour before they had to close and then like they just wanted me out of there at that point it was the last day of the month they were closing in like 30 minutes so they're like just sign this paperwork as fast as you can we're not we're not gonna sit here and try to sell you extra shit and I was like cool nice so um there was that um well I look forward to checking it out next oh, week oh I know what I wanted to tell you off air I got our I got our college bets came in they're all finished well, does the Utah, I know that we had Utah over 10, They right? lost. Yeah, but they still are going to be in a bowl game. Does that count? Oh, no. They got over nine and a half wins. 
Nope. It's nine and a half. It's done. And it wouldn't have counted. The bowl game wouldn't have counted. So every result is in. We lost money, but not too much money. All right. I'll 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 square up with you afterwards uh, after we get out, done with this, and, and I'll I'll uh, Venmo you your half, um, or we'll discuss if you want to reinvest it. Um, the uh, what else? Um, the Golden Globes uh, are going to be announced on Monday. Oh, so that's exciting! I can't wait to see what movie. Um, I have to sit there and like argue with dumb people that think it's good that isn't good. Um, yeah, because they have that stupid uh, um, comedy uh, and you know. Right. Well, not not even just that. We'll just call it the Bohemian Rhapsody Award for um, dumb movie that people think is good. Um, and then, uh, oh, I know there that. Um, the other movie I saw this week that I didn't tell you about was Good Boys. Did you see that movie? No. Okay. Um, last two notes. Did you... What's, yeah, it's good. It's fine. It's funny. Um, did you see the Ruiz fight today? No, but I heard that he uh, came in at like 283 or something. Yeah, he's 15 pounds overweight. Yeah, the guy's a fat ass. Uh, he, he lost. Um, yeah, both, both of those fighters cannot wouldn't be able to beat fury or wilder so it doesn't matter okay uh last note did you listen to howard stern this week did you hear the hillary clinton interview i thought i was gonna bring that up actually okay because i thought it was awesome it was like one of the best interviews i've ever heard i've been like i i yeah. i think i'm that gonna listen to it again. and the sandler interview were really good but yes. the sandler interview was just like eh yeah, Sandler interview. You know, you're. I like him with Sandler. They they have a good thing going. They talk about stuff. It's good. But the, his interview with her was so freaking good. Whether you like her or not, I don't. I don't really care for her very much. But um, the interview. Yeah, just like hearing like the inner stuff, like when they they were talking about how she went to the the play and what they had to do, and like how like he's like, all right, well, if you go to the play, then you're an asshole if you don't go back and talk to the, the cast and then when you're back there you're more of an asshole if you don't take pictures with the cast yeah you can't yeah. you can't really go out and just do something without just doing it yeah um, that was really good a um, lot of interesting things like that he, he was asking her about what it was like he's like at the inauguration I was watching you the whole time and he's like what's it like to sit there and she was like explaining it to him and she's yeah. like, and then when it's all over, that George Bush leans over and goes, "What the fuck did? What the fuck was that?" <laughs> yeah. Um, and my favorite, I think, my favorite stuff was him talking to her about like meeting Bill Clinton, and then like going out, like them going on that date to the museum to see the Rothko stuff, and yeah, him talking to the like, janitor to get him in, and then like. Yeah she was dating another guy like all this stuff like with that it was just so it was just so personal it was like you know he he talks a lot about how if he had her on he could have he thinks he could have helped her and i mean you listen to that and you see exactly why and it's you know what the other part is really good is to hear him geeking out over somebody you know when he really likes somebody um he has an affection for them i i think he's so much more likable than that moment in that time too so I just thought that interview was one that was just the best. It really was. It was like one of my favorite thing. One of my favorite yeah, like. How things. about the uh, fact that she was on like the team to investigate um, Nixon? Yeah. When I yeah. uh, was getting uh, impeached. That was oh. pretty interesting. Yeah, that, um, I mean, there's that. There's the he was asking her about like Lindsey Graham, and now she's like, yeah, I traveled around like the country with that guy. When he was all for like stopping global warming, and now he's this guy, and it's like, yeah. Um, listen, you know, she's got her own set of problems. I'm not sitting there trying to talk her up, but um, that interview, if you can put your partisanship aside, um, is a really, really fantastic, fantastic interview. Um, so let's move on to uh, unless you got anything else, I guess we'll move on to our one review. For this week, we're not going to go through the 50 movies that we saw. We're just going to go over one. 
and we kind of talked about it a little bit, so we won't spend too much time with it, um, which is Marriage Story. Yeah, Marriage Story came out on Netflix yesterday, and uh, I got to see it finally. Okay. Now, I, I think I expressed how my affection for this movie on this podcast, if I haven't, I saw it twice in the theater. Um, not a lot of movies I do that for, so uh, where do you come out on Marriage Story? I loved it. I thought uh, all the acting was great. Um, Adam Driver is probably going to get nominated. Um, I thought the uh, it was basically a deterrent to get ma- to getting married. Yeah. Uh, for anyone that's not married yet, you're like just basically. It was really they did a really good job of going through everything that happens when you are going through a divorce and like all the shit that you probably don't know, you know, yeah. I don't know. like all the lawyer stuff was like mind blowing. Some of that shit. So, uh, yeah. So I, I think part of the reason I, I like, I mean, we, you've, you're a child of divorce. So this probably is personal to you. I'm not, um, but I, uh, you know, I have a, I currently have like one of my best friends is going through this and, um, there's a couple notes that they just hit in this movie that are just like what, what, you know, you could compare it to their life so hard, especially with the lawyers where all of a sudden everything seems like it's going to be amicable. And then someone's like, just talk to this person. And you're like, okay, I'll talk to them. And next thing you know, everything just goes to DEFCON five. And the other person's like, why did they have to get into this? And then it, yeah. it's, uh, you know, um, so just the fact that like, if the one, if one of uh, the parties like goes to a lawyer to like see if they want to like use them, the other person cannot use them. Yes. So that whole scene where like they he finds out that um, uh, Kelly Lynch, she was awesome. Um, it's not Kelly Lynch. What's her name? Laura Dern. Sorry, Laura Dern. Um, tells the wife to go visit like 11 uh, lawyers so that he can't use any lawyers and then he like has to like find like somebody's like really expensive or someone that's not good um, that was interesting yeah um, so going to go back to you said Adam Driver is probably going to be nominated he's probably going to win I, I, I mean I don't I think if he isn't nominated, it would be it would be like beyond shocking. He's like so good in this movie. Um, if he didn't win, I'm not going to be shocked. But I think he's the front runner right now. But for him to not be nominated would be nuts. Um, and then I yeah, he's gonna be nominated. And I think Laura Dern's got to be the favorite to win because she was so good. Um, she, yeah, she's like she's phenomenal in it. So. Um, yeah, it was a, it's a, did you, now let me ask you, like, did you have to use any tissues at any point? Uh, yeah, there were some, there were some emotional scenes, obviously. Yeah. Uh, um, I'll, I'll tell you the scene that really got me. Um, I was, and I was listening to some people talk about it after and they asked, what's his Oscar moment? Uh, Adam Driver's Oscar moment. There's a huge fight scene between he and Scarlett Johansson. Like, yeah, that was brutal. Yeah, uh, and then there is a scene pretty late in the movie where he sings um, this old Broadway Stephen uh, Sondheim uh, song, which I actually downloaded the song because I enjoyed that moment so much, and that just got me. Um, when you when you, whenever you see an audience, like you'll know, and it's like um, he's kind of singing about the opposite of what just happened to him, you know. And it's, I don't know. Did you, now, did you find yourself rooting for him the whole movie? Um, no, I didn't take sides. Oh, that's good. I found myself rooting for him, and it's, uh, I don't know. I've I've read that. Laura Kern, like, definitely uh, made it hard to root for Scarlett Johansson. Like, you were still always, like, like does Scarlett Johansson know that she's doing this? You know that was my thought, and if she did, that like, it was kind of fucked up. Um, but 
you know, Ray Liotta gets them back a little bit. Yeah. For some of the shit they pulled. He's great. How um, good is Alan Alda in it, too? Yeah, he's really good. Um, it was a good movie. Yeah. Um, all right. Did it make your top ten of the decade? No, it did not. It we it it was on my short list of movies that didn't make my top ten, and I think like two years let's from now. Hear your, let's hear your short list because I have a short list too. Oh, well, it's not that list. short. Um, well, um, well, I thought you wanted to talk about our criteria, so this is it. We're gonna we're gonna okay. do our our ten year, uh, our best of the last ten years of movies. I'm very excited for this. Uh, I listened to a lot of podcasts. I read a lot of people's columns. I looked at A.O. Scott's column very carefully, just so you know. Only heard of like three of the movies. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> that was the thing. It's like, I wasn't sure if I should do that, like go and listen and like look at everybody's thing. But what I really, what I did was I just went through Box Office Mojo and went through the entire list of everything that came out every year and pulled all the ones that I like um, and did not get influenced by any, like I did not read anybody's list, That's great. but I will after we talk. That's awesome. Um, I also... So you'll, probably, you'll probably have some more insight. And I probably missed some things because of that, so... Alright, well, uh, and vice versa, so this will be good. I um, I also like looked at the, all the Oscar nominees the last 10 years. Um, oh yeah, I didn't do that to see what won stuff and uh, um, the last thing, um, and the most probably the most relevant thing I did is we've been doing this podcast now for over two years, and we've done three top ten of the year movies. I looked at those, oh, and saw where I'd ranked everything in those podcasts, and um. If someone else were to do so, they're going to say, wow, your results are a lot different than they were at that year. And it's, yeah, that happens. You know, like, yeah. I think back how we both picked Green Book to be our, our the movie we liked the most last year. And I still like Green Book, but it was before all the bullshit about it came out, which I still think. Yeah, and it also doesn't mean that it's, you know, the best movie of the decade. It was just movies that it was the best movie of that year, you know. Yeah. So, all right. I'm, I'm going to give you my honorable mentions. Um, my honorable mentions. Um, and then I have, I, I did like little categories that I, I'll tell you about. And um, I don't want to, some of these will probably wind up on your 10 list. So I kind of don't want to blow it. So we won't, we won't get too into them. If I can't, I'm just trying to like, I'm just trying to delay doing this as much as possible because I'm nervous for it. Um, I did want to bring up, though, the fact of what I said when I was reading all these lists, how much people were like gaga over these. Like, you think about all the big deal made about Roma last year, right? Yeah. I didn't even see Roma. On, I saw Roma on like one person's list of the top 100 movies of the decade. And then you see like The Shape of Water wins everything and everybody loves The Shape of Water the year before. That shit wasn't on one person's list for the like, and I saw lists and lists and lists. It wasn't on one person's. Um, so it's like, it's interesting how people fight and fight and fight for, to make these movies like such critical darlings, and in the end, they like two, three years later, are like, eh, it wasn't that good. It's like, yeah, we we knew it wasn't that good. Why were you trying to make it best picture all this time? Anyway, um, my uh, so I'll go through my honorable mentions. Um, the first one I'm going to put on is probably on your list, but The Hunt for Wilder People, that was one that we both picked as the best movie two years ago. Um, so that that's in my honorable mention. You don't have to comment yet. Um, Phantom Thread is in my honorable mention. Uh, that's another movie I saw twice in the theater that I... I um, you know, a lot of that has to do with screenings and stuff, but I, that movie stuck with me a lot more than I, I remember. Um... Gravity. I loved Gravity when it came out, and I like can't believe I can't believe it. I can't believe it didn't make my top ten. But it's just not as I don't know. There's like I don't think about Gravity anymore the way I think about other some of the movies that maybe are lesser achievements in my uh, top ten. 
Then I have uh, Her as an honorable mention. Okay. Uh, did you like the movie Her? Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I love her. And I, I think I like her a lot more now than when I saw it originally. Because, um, you know, the, the company I work with, the guy I work with, he, he always references that back in, in things. And it's made me find a new appreciation for it. The last honorable mention I have is definitely on your list. And it was on everybody's list. And it was like number one on a lot of lists, which was Mad Max Fury Road. Okay. So those are my honorable mentions. What are your honorable mentions? Well, my honorable mentions here are also like movies that um, I've ended up seeing multiple times and I've like gained appreciation for. Okay. Um, so number one is Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, when I first saw it, I was just like, yeah, that's good. But then I've seen it a bunch more times and I just love the way that movie's put together. I, I, that's not on my list, but I uh, got shushed in the theater for laughing too loud at that movie. Yeah, it was great. Um, Bridesmaids was on my list. Bridesmaids uh, was a tough leave off. That's one of the ones I put in the category for best comedy, but okay. Just because it really like, first of all, it's really funny and it made a lot of careers of some people and introduced, um, Melissa McCarthy to the world, basically. I don't know. It, I think it needs to be on there. I um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I said. Uh, Lion. Lion. I liked Lion. I liked Lion. That's great that you, like, that's not showing up on anybody's list, but I really liked that movie. And my last one is Inherent Vice, which uh, I've watched uh, a lot because it's been on cable, and uh, I think that movie is very underrated. All right, I, I thought about it. That 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 got a look, for, but I didn't. But Inherent Vices, yeah, it's awesome. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, so I'll give you my little categories, and then we'll get in our top ten, and you don't have to comment, and if you have any ones that you want to add, go for it. Um, my favorite franchise movie of the decade meaning like all superheroes and all that shit, I think. Um, it's probably Rogue One. If it's not Rogue One, it's Spider-Verse. Those are probably my two favorite. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you have a favorite franchise. If any of these stick out, anything sticks out to any categories, throw one in. Um, comedy, I had, I had Bridesmaids and I have We Live in the Shadows or What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, I was looking at that one. Um, I just think that's the funniest movie. Like I so today, I was like, "What's the funniest movie of the last decade?" And that one kept coming up on everybody's list. So I was like, "That really was." Um, the other one I wanted to throw in there as an honorable mention on comedy was uh, the other guys. Oh uh, yeah. Um, best documentary of the decade, I think, is the OJ documentary, which was really hard to leave off the top ten. And I, you can argue it's not a movie, but it won an Oscar for best movie decade three years ago, so I count it. Um, okay. Uh, my favorite horror movie the last ten years was It Follows. Yeah, that was good. Uh, favorite sports movie the last ten years is Creed. Was there... I don't think there's another good sports movie. If I, I mean, if if I if I think of it later, I'll, I'll add to it, but uh, I don't think so. And then... Ford yeah. Huh? Ford versus Ferrari. Okay, Ferrari. I guess that... All right. I haven't seen it yet. Still in uh, animated um, Spider Verse or Toy Story Three. Those two movies I just thought should get mentioned. All right, but enough playing around. Let's get into our top ten. All right. Um, I guess I'll start. I'll. Do you want yeah, me to start? So my number ten um, favorite movie. Do you want to do, do ten through eight, and then we'll switch it? Really? Or do you want to go back and forth? Uh, let's go back and forth. Okay, it's fine. Uh, my number 10 is Francis Ha. Yeah, you've been uh, talking about this movie a lot lately. Yeah, I've seen it like three or four. T- it's another, it's, it's so the way you said that other movies have come, you come to appreciate them later. Uh, I love that movie. And um, um, I realize most of my movies are guy movies. So it was kind of nice to lead off with a nice female centric 
film. Um, yeah, I like that. So uh, I've been curious, like I've been debating whether I like Marriage Story, Francis Ha, which is uh, my, my favorite Bombback movie, but Francis Ha will be, takes it right now. It's just, I think if you've ever lived in New York, even if you're not as weird as Greta Gerwig's character is, you understand some of the things that she's going through and it makes it very personal. So that's my number 10. What's your number 10? My number 10 is Inception. Um, that was a mind-blowing movie when you watch it. Yeah. Uh, visually, it was great. Um, Christopher Nolan... Um, probably is one of the best directors of the, you know. Yeah, really, really hard not to put every Christopher Nolan movie. I mean, he did four in this decade. He did Inception. He did Dunkirk. He did um, Dark Knight Rises. And he did, uh, what's the, Interstellar. Half of those I love. (laughs) But they're all achievements. So I just thought he, I mean, I just remember seeing the theater and just being blown away by it and uh, um, thought that, uh, you know, it was just, I'm looking forward to his new movie that's coming out next year. Which is supposedly... He's just one of those those directors that uh, you have to see all of his movies now. Yeah. Uh, Supposedly this, the the next one is is, um, is a sequel to Inception. That's the rumor. So we'll see. Uh, my number nine um, is Moonrise Kingdom. Okay. I was stuck between what you know. I liked Moonrise Kingdom more than I liked uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. I love them both, um, but Moonrise Kingdom. Um, it's got the love story with the kids. There's just little things in it, like little moments. I just think are so good. Um, you know, Wes, Wes Anderson, so he, this decade, did that. He did, is it just, I think he did some, he did the Life Isle of Dogs, which we, you know, whatever. Um, but no, I think, uh, I think this is my third or, like, third or fourth favorite Wes Anderson movie, which is nuts, but it makes my top ten for this year, so that's my number nine. What's your number nine? In third or fourth, oh, for this year. Um, my number nine is The Other Guys. Oh, I think that's one of the funniest movies of all time. And I have seen it a million times and I quote it and I think it's just genius. Uh, and it looks like um, the director um, is not going to be making any more movies like this, which seems sad to me. But he still uh, makes great movies. It's, he still makes great movies. But uh, his genius, um, he's made some amazing comedies and I hate to see him kind of stray from that but hopefully he goes back at some point uh, but yeah the other guys I think is uh, just an amazing comedy and I had to put it on there it's funny because I didn't I thought that for some I don't know why I thought that this would escape you like I thought that that you, you wouldn't notice that this happened in this decade when I so when I mentioned it earlier I was surprised to hear your silence but now it makes sense that's great um my number eight is Ex Machina. Yeah, I looked at that movie too. Uh, I just it didn't make my list, but it's a fantastic uh, movie and has a great ending. Yeah, um, if you haven't seen it, it's about um, like a cyborg. Uh, this guy, it's a kind of a futuristic movie. It's very simple. This guy makes like robots and. Um, yeah, she kind of takes over some shit, you know, as happens in these kinds of movies. It's just done simply, and but the, you know, the, the technology that they use for her character is awesome. Um, it's good Oscar Isaac. It's good, uh, good movie. Um, so that's my number eight. What's your number eight? My number eight is The Raid Part Two. Oh. Um, I feel like The Raid Part Two is in the argument for best action movie ever made. Um, and I would argue it. Um, I think it's just action-packed and so well. Like, the stunts in it 
they're amazing, and I don't know, it's just great. Um, but uh, yeah, I had to put it on the list because I've seen it a million times. Cool. All right, not on my list. Um, number seven for me is Hell or High Water. Oh, okay. Did not see that coming. It is a modern western. Um, it's uh, God, it's one of my favorite. I love. I mean, I that's another movie I've seen several times. I just think, I think it's such good storytelling and so simple. Um, they shot it with like like a really small crew, and they just went out and shot in the mountains and, um, or I guess it was Texas or, but um. Or New Mexico, wherever, um, Southwest. Uh, but yeah, it's, um, to me that's about as close to like uh, what we're going to see, like a Western that isn't the Old West. And um, it's basically perfect storytelling, if you ask me. Bank robber brothers and a cop chasing them. Every actor is awesome in it. Every scene is awesome in it. Um, it may be slow, but it's like... That's all part of the charm of it. I don't know. I love it. So that's my number seven. What's yours? Number seven is... Uh, I want to put the whole series on here, but I'm putting Ghost Protocol, Mission Impossible, but I have parentheses like every Mission Impossible movie that's come out this decade because I, it's one of the things I look forward to the most in a year when I know that movies are coming out. And uh, I just love how um, they go for a lot of the stunts over mass DGI. And uh, I appreciate that. And that's why I put it on the list. All right. So I don't have any Mission Impossibles on mine. I Ghost Protocol uh, would not be even... I think that would be my third of this decade I put on it. Um, so... What the last one was um, Fallout. Fallout. What was the one before Ghost Protocol? Rogue Nation. Oh, maybe it was. Which is the one where he's climbing the building in like Dubai? That's Ghost Protocol. Oh, I'm. I take it back. Then. That would be the first one I would do too. Sorry, I got that mixed up with the. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So, what? What? I mean, this is. I know, but. Raid 2 or Mission Impossible as far as action movies? Well, obviously, uh, I mean, I guess Raid 2 would be a better action movie. Ghost Protocol is more of like an adventure um, type. I don't know. It's, it's different. All right. Well, no, it, they're both action. You like yeah. them both. Yeah, I like them. They're both on the list. <laughs> All right, my number six. Um, probably not everybody's favorite movie, but I fucking love this movie. And um, number six for me is Wolf of Wall Street. Um, oh, yeah. I, I know it's not like, I know that when we go over like the Scorsese shit, like that it's not, you know, people are like, well, you know, it's all it's this misogyny. It is? Yeah, it's on my list. All right, good. I won't, then I won't, I won't get too far into it. So that's my number six. What's yours? Toy Story 3. Oh! See, I popped uh, out and put it in my um, animated, but that's a great movie. Toy Story 3, the last... Go ahead. You you do it. It's your movie. Yeah, it's just the whole final uh, scene uh, was very emotional. And, you know, it's, it's just a well-written story and series. And, uh, you know, didn't think... I don't think they think thought it was going to go past three, and they had a really good ending to everything. Um, it was just uh, it was a very great movie. It was a great movie. Um, you've seen. I mean, I think we have we talked about four. Yeah, I love four. Okay. I, yeah. All right. Uh, I kind of wish they didn't do four because I agree with you. Three was a perfect ending. But I I like four. Uh, my number five is is the so I'd said that Mad Max Fury Road was on everyone's list. This is the other one that is on everybody's. If you're reading, um, you know the critic things. Uh, Social Network is my number five. 
Yeah, you know, I saw that. I, I wrote it down, but I just haven't seen. I saw that once, and I didn't really haven't gotten back to it. So, so in the theater, so I can't really comment on whether or not I liked it. It would be on the list for uh, of the decade. But, so it's interesting because you were talking yeah. about Nolan earlier, and it's you know how his his movies have become must see. I think that. Um, the same can be said for Fincher, where everything he does is must-see. Um, where you know it's a Fincher movie when you watch it. He's coming from a certain angle. Uh, he has, he only did two movies this decade, I think I, I read. Uh, this and Gone Girl. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry, three, because he did the Dragon Tattoo, which isn't as good. But um, Social Network, um, I think if you rewatch it, it's it's like a, it's like this amazing... First of all, it was like the first, I think it was the first movie to use the red cameras. Um, but it also, it's um, it's so relevant now. And when you watch it now, it's a completely different movie given everything that's happened in life. And it's really difficult. I think I said this last week when we were talking about another movie to watch things that just happened and that had just happened. But man, they like every performance is awesome. Um, it's like, the it's creepy and the diet, like, Here's the thing. You've got Aaron Sorkin at like his very, very best. And you've got Dave, you got Fincher at his best. And it's not a Sorkin movie. And it's not, you know, one half doesn't work without the other half. And so you've got two of the best at what they do doing that. So I don't know. I, I think that movie is so incredible. Um, the, I, when I was listening to the, the Ringer podcast, they all made that number one. And as they were doing it, they were like, would you want to see a sequel of this movie and who, what would happen in it and all that kind of stuff, um, which I thought was interesting. What is your, num- your number five? My number five is Whiplash. All right, I'm, I, I'll, uh, I'll just skip ahead. My number four is Whiplash, so let's do this together. Okay. Uh, Whiplash was um, an amazing independent movie by a up-and-coming director who's now gone on to big things uh and you could see you know the, the start of it here um the performances were made were great and uh i don't know there's not you know in a whole decade full of superhero movies and huge big budget you know action movies and shit it was nice to see this story told that still felt like a thriller, you know. Uh, yes, it's shot. It is. It's very much shot like a like a thriller, like a like not a horror movie, but almost like, and and it's edited so perfectly. And um, God, that movie's so good. And it, like it's yes, it's about drumming, but you could substitute drumming for just about anything in life. And it's uh, God, yeah. Um, what a great movie. Um, so yeah, it's my number four too. What's your number four? My number four is another parentheses, but it's John Wick. Oh. I would even put John Wick the whole series in uh, um, for this uh, on the decade list. I just feel like we got Keanu Reeves back into action movies. Uh, you know, the directors are, are now like hot shots and you know they're big time stunt guys this is another movie that you know was just heavy stunts over CGI I mean I think the last the the third one had more CGI but um, it's just uh, an amazing fun movie do you have have I look forward to each time do you have a favorite of the three Uh, I think the first one yeah probably the first one what um all right, what, what's the what's the best action scene action movie? That Mission Impossible or the Raid? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> my number three, uh, I'm not gonna get into because I know it'll be on your list probably higher than number three is Sicario. Oh, you know what? I missed this one, <laughs> but that would have been on my list. So Sicario. Uh, I haven't seen it. This is one that's not coming up on critical lists. Uh, one of the best shot movies is Deacons, right? And yeah. 
There's like three. 1917. Yes. Um, we before we got on, we were talking about 19. I saw 1917. And it's like a basically one shot. The whole movie. It's supposed to give that impression. Um, yeah, Sicario. You, it's written by uh, what's his face? The same guy that that wrote Hell or High Water. Um, so kind of liking the same people over and over here. But uh, yeah, it's like. We, you know, we argued incessantly about Sicario with people because we both thought it was the best, well, one of the best movies that year. Um, but uh, I can't believe you forgot. Yeah, Sicario the, would have probably been at the bottom of my list. Um, the, the day, day of the Soledad doesn't. Does, I'm not. I'm not putting mine in parentheses. That that would not make my top ten list. But um, no, Sicario, um, just amazing scenes, awesome camera. Number three. What's your number three? Number three is Wolf of Wall Street, so we can finish that conversation. All right. Um, yeah, Scorsese, uh, you know, we got uh, amazing performance from Leo. Um, it was just uh, such a great movie. It was edited together. Great. Um, you could tell they shot that thing for about like 200 days. They got so many like bits and pieces and stuff, um, and it all was put together amazingly. I don't know. I thought it was awesome. yeah. Bless you. Thank you. Um, <coughs> sorry. Um, I I agree. Um, you know, it's funny because I remember the days of when people used to say that Wolf of Wall Street was a little too long. Um, <laughs> But, uh, and it's, it's, you know, it's got its problems, but you're also seeing there's a, like, he, it's one of the best jobs he's ever done. It's the best that Jonah Hill's ever been. Like, not like it made Jonah Hill like a real actor, like a, not just a, you know, uh, oh, I guess that happened in Moneyball as well. Um, and, uh, you got the beginning of Margot Robbie's career. Yeah. And she's like, she's awesome in everything too. So like. I don't know that movie. You know, it's if you if you're gonna sit there and go through Scorsese, and you're like, hey man, it's no Mean Streets, it's no Taxi Driver. I get it; those are gritty, like whatever. This is like a celebration of all the fun, all the cool shit that Scorsese can do, and it's like, uh, it's it's you're watching excessiveness on screen, and it's fucking fun. Um, I'm with you. Uh, all right, my number two. And not to like ruin 2019's list, but my number two is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, okay. I absolutely love this movie. I think about this movie all the time. I want to live in this movie. Um, <laughs> I want to see it again. I haven't seen it. I need to watch it a second time, so hopefully an, we get a screener of that. Yeah, that's another one that I've uh, yeah I've seen twice uh, in the theater. Um Usually when that happens, when you go see something twice in the theater, it's going to wind up on one of these lists. Uh, and it just the music, the performances, we've, we've done it. We've talked about it a lot on this. It's, it is, I, I know that, I remember at the time I was trying to make sure I wasn't having recency bias with Tarantino movies. And uh, I feel very safe in saying it's probably my third favorite Tarantino, maybe second. Um I just love it. So that's my number two. What's your number two? My number two, you're, you're going to be suspect. But uh, my number two is Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy. Why would I be suspect? I saw it. It's it's not the most memorable movie to me, but okay. I thought you were going to say I thought you were going to say Fast Five. So. No, you know, I was thinking about putting those on. <laughs> I don't know. Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy is a multiple viewing movie. Uh, you kind of get more and more into the story if you after the first viewing. Um, and has a great cast. Um, and it's the build-up and everything is just edited perfectly together. And I think it's pretty much a perfect movie. Look, I, I don't love that movie. Um, I don't really even... It's not highly memorable to me, but I love that you have it on your list. I just want you to know that. Like that... Um, 
the fact that that follows like all your action movies and stuff makes reminds me why we're we're friends. I like that. I like that. That's from your movies. All right. Um, so number one. Number one. My number one movie of the last ten years is Inception. Oh, okay. I um, I've had arguments with people about this movie because there's a lot of people who hate this movie. Um, I have one friend who I like that you didn't say anything when I brought well, it up. I, you know, uh, I didn't want to. I I debated whether or not to tell you it's going to come up later on my list. Um, but uh, I I have like one friend who hates this movie with a passion because a lot of the scenes are stolen from anime movies, um, and he's shown me the clips and they it seems like it's true. Um, but I you know. He's like, I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. And he's like, I just wish he would have acknowledged they stole that shit. I'm like... You should have been like, yeah, but guess what? It's not animated. Yeah. Uh, what they did techni- like techni- technically with that movie was like amazing. Um, it's like awesome DiCaprio shit. Everything about that blows my mind. Um, like the story, what it's about. We got to get in somebody's brain, you know, like in their dream. It's just... Everything about it. Everything about it. It's like it's got everything that I love about movies in it. So that's my number one. What's your number one? Let's hear it. My number one. You talked about it. I put Mad Max as number one. (laughs) It's a movie where they drive somewhere, they turn around and drive back. Exactly. I know. You, it was freaking amazing. And they made that. I know. I'm kidding. I, and they made that into an like one of the most compelling things. It was funny because. W- hold on. What's your comment? I'm surprised the Irishman didn't make either of your lists. Oh, we'll talk about that later. All right. Um. <laughs> I um. All right. So Mad Max. Um. So this, yeah, this was on almost everybody's, like, at least in, like, their top five. Even A.O. Scott, I think. And um, it's one of those things when I was talking about when we talk about Oscar shit and everyone's, like, you're, like, looking and it's, like, oh, The Shape of Water or, oh. And it's, like, oh, Mad Max. Yes, that was the most fun movie. That's a movie we enjoyed the most. But that's not going to win. And you start thinking, well, why can't that win? Because it's fucking awesome. Um, Go ahead. It's your movie. just Just the scale of the movie. Fact that no one knew what the hell they were making uh, because there really wasn't a script, um, and the director knew exactly what he was doing, and everybody was just like, "All right," and they just went out and made this movie, and uh, they just just the scale of everything, the action, the way it was shot, just how intense it was. It was uh, on the edge of your seat the whole time. It was a great movie. Yeah, um, they were saying on one of the podcasts that. I think it was on the the Ringer one that it's it's a, like only that person could make that movie, and he needed like the sixteen years or whatever it was, or the twenty five years in between the last one to be able to do it, and that's why it's so perfect. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's yeah, I get it. Okay, well, hey, good job. Good job, by you. Um. Well, yeah, it's over. Should we do TV? I mean, we're getting pretty late into this thing. You want to hold off TV for the next one? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, this gives us something to talk. I mean, we're getting to all of our end of the year shit after this. So, um, you know, hold on to TV. Uh, next one will hopefully be in the same room. Oh, yeah, because you're coming back. Coming back. Um, what Was there anything else I had to... Um, Let's get in. I guess we'll get into we'll get into football. The only thing I was going to talk about with TV is: Are you caught up with the Mandalorian? I haven't seen the last episode. Are you? Are I you? don't have Disney Plus now, and I need a. Uh, when I get back, I need to sign up for it. Uh, are you enjoying it? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. There, there's a Chris Ryan on the on the Ringer podcast. Does a great. Uh, I I don't even like him, but I like even though he and I have the exact same taste in movies. Um, he uh, he does this joke where he makes fun of like how Carl Weathers is like Mando, <laughs> <laughs> and like they're like if he's like gonna be giving out like money at a bar, maybe he shouldn't be yelling like Mando, come here, you're the best. I have so much money for you. Um, 
Anyway, um, I'm trying to think before we get off the movies thing. I'm, I'm trying to think of things that surprised me weren't on. I'm surprised I didn't see the nice guys, but from you, I had that on my honorable mention. That did like I didn't want to name like a hundred honorable mentions. No, I'm with on. you. I didn't either. Um, what else am I surprised? I'm surprised I didn't see any Fast and Furious movies. That was um, on my TBD. Um, yeah, I guess that those are. Oh, another one that was on everybody's like list uh, was Arrival. Oh, okay. Um, I was surprised that I thought that might get some mentions from him. Um, but uh, overall, oh, you know what else? This is the one I wanted to bring up. Neither of us, neither of us picked Get Out. That was on everybody's list as well. And like, there's a bunch that are on everybody's list that we're not gonna, like. We're not gonna take Moonlight. We recognize Moonlight's a good movie, and and yeah. But we're not like gonna think, wow, ten years that was the movie that stood stood out to me. I mean, it could, but I I'd have been more surprised if it did than it didn't. But Get Out, I'm kind of surprised that we didn't even mention it at all because it was a really good movie. Yeah, it was really good. Um, all right. Well, speaking of going from things that were really good over the last 10 years to something that's really bad is our picks. Um, last week, uh, last week I went 2 and 1 though, upping my record to 21 17 and 1. Um, if I get like maybe one 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 or two more wins and I'm at least above 500 for the year. You and the other you and the other hand Went one and two, and are now at 13, 24, and two. Sweet. Um, Let's see if I can, uh, if I can, uh, like, get to 500 before we're done with this thing. Yeah. Did you hear the Jerry Jones interview yesterday? No. Where he, he got, he got cut off the air because he was cursing too much. They were using too much dump button on him. Uh, he, no, he, yeah, he was yelling at the host for them, like saying, uh, "Like, how much longer can you put up with this?" Um, could could be your future coach. So, I'm hoping our future coach is this Oklahoma coach. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, they're saying the Giants are looking at the Baylor coach. Okay. So I don't know what's going on. Um. Well, let's get into some picks. What's your first pick? We played each other today in the championship and went into overtime and uh, Oklahoma won. Yeah, and uh, um, I had the over, and if it went into double overtime, I would have hit that. Um, yeah. My first pick. Yeah. It's the Houston Texans minus nine over the Broncos. Um, I feel like Houston's coming off a big win, and uh, they're going to keep it going. This is a tough week. I just want to say, there's yeah, it's like there's not a lot of. I mean, there's a couple games that are really good that you don't want to pick, and then there's some really bad games. Um, my first pick is one of the bad games. I'm taking the Bengals plus seven against uh, Cleveland. <laughs> okay. I like the return of Andy Dalton. That's all I'm going to say. I don't like it enough to like like it. I like it enough to cover seven points against Cleveland. Although every time I bet against Cleveland, I've lost this year. So go figure. All right, my next pick is Titans minus three versus the Raiders. Uh, the hot, Titans are hot right now, and the Raiders are stinking. And that's basically what I'm going with. My second pick is Tennessee minus three over Oakland. Um, yep. I, I agree with you. It's two teams going in opposite directions. I think it's a gift that we're getting three, that we're only having to give three points in this. Um, I just don't think the, the Raiders, I think these are the real Raiders. I think they peaked well. It was nice. It was good good for them. But this is, and I'm surprised that Tennessee is good because I bet against them every week and I was wrong. Um, but you know what? We are betting on Tannehill. So that never usually goes well, but here we go. Tennessee minus three. Uh, and my third pick is the Packers minus 13 versus the Redskins. NFC is just terrible. And uh, I think Packers are going to roll Redskins at home. Well, 
I thought Washington looked pretty good last week. I mean, look, they're not good. This is all right. So you remember last week I said to you, "There's a football." They look good enough to get a coach fired. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, but he—they've looked good since he's been fired. I'm not saying they look good. Like, I'll tell you what: if the Redskins played the way that they're playing right now, they would win the NFC East if they hadn't played this, you know. And I'm not saying that that's a good feat because these teams stink. But, um. I remember the story I said last week. There was an NFL story I wanted to ask you about, and it was the uh, was it Dwayne Haskins, the quarterback, taking the selfie. Do you not know this story? Yeah, where they they were his first victory. They were going to go out on the field to do the kneel, and he was too, he was busy on the sidelines taking a selfie, and uh, yeah, I know. So what was your thoughts on that? I wanted I was dying to ask you last week and I forgot about it. What, did, what like are you just like, yeah, no big deal or are you like fuck like that guy should be uh I don't think it's not a big deal, but I also think, you know, the kid was really excited about getting his first win. Uh I don't know. I just I don't fault him. Okay. So I I, I didn't and then I started reading into it because I, I thought it was a pretty interesting story and this guy the guy that um, the guy that um, took the selfie with him like is try like is the one of the worst people he like went on to defend him and like on Twitter and stuff and was getting in all these arguments with everybody being like okay boomer and um, he's just pretty much like when like if you're gonna use my clip at me, you know, hashtag me, you know, all that kind of shit. And I saw him like do interviews on like local news and I'm like, this guy is the fucking worst. Uh, and it makes me hate everybody involved with that story. Um, but, uh, that being said, my third pick is also in the NFC East. I'm taking the New York football giants plus nine and a half. You're betting on Eli, huh? I am just so curious how this all goes. I mean, first of all, here's the deal. The Eagles stink, too. Um, They should not be giving nine and a half points to anybody. Um, I just, you know, I think it's it's interesting that Eli, I think we all know that, well, maybe some of us don't know, but those of us who aren't fans know that Part of the reason Eli was benched was because his record was at 500. And um, if he loses another game, he'll have a losing record for his career. And so I think that that means more to him than anything. And I think he's going to do his, he is going to work his ass off to make sure that doesn't happen. Okay. Because he is, he is. um, I thought we were finally going to get. I know that you don't care. We're finally going to get the Giants uh, full offense for the first time all season, but they just ruled out Evan Ingram, and he's not going to be playing on Monday. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm a. Uh, I, I just wanted to. Their defense still sucks. So yeah, I'm not, yeah. But um, I I don't know. I'm 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 curious. I'm so curious. Like the fact that Eli's starting is going to make me watch this game. Uh, a game I otherwise would have, well, I mean, I would have interest, even though I shouldn't because the Cowboys making the playoffs doesn't do anything for anybody. They're just terrible. Um, but I just wanted to give you on, on this, any last, any last words about your boy, Eli, and your thoughts on this? Are you going to get emotional watching him out there one last time? What's, what's it going to be like? I just hope he's, uh, doesn't get killed. Uh, but, uh, yeah, of course, I'm going to be, this might be the last, oh, shit, um, um, this might be the last time we see him playing at football, so I'm going to be watching. Did you say, oh, shit, because of the uh, Wisconsin run? No, uh, my phone, I didn't realize that my phone was, like, literally dead. Oh, Wisconsin just broke one, they're up 7 nothing on Ohio State. Right when you said, oh, shit. Jonathan Taylor. That guy's a stud. Um, um, 
But yeah, so I, I, I wish you luck. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be betting on uh, the Giants this week. I can't believe it. I can't believe you're betting on Eli. I'm shocked. Sometimes there's just stories, regardless of how you feel about the person personally, that you just gotta jump on. I'm gonna jump on this one. All right. Well, so I, I look. I look forward to complaining uh, to you next week with how much money he lost me in person. All right. Well, we're gonna be talking to humans next week. Great. Okay. We're gonna try another holiday, holiday uh, drink next week too. Oh, exciting! And we'll do. We'll go over TV. We've already got the week. We've already got the week packed. Yeah. Cool. Um, all, right. all right. Well, thanks for listening. This is. Uh, this was a pleasure. I I feel better about my top ten than I probably have about any single singular year. And I, I do want to say, I wish you had a Sicario on my list. But, I, I know. Uh, I knew that. I know that one's going to eat at you. Uh, you can tell us next week where you would have put Sicario if you remembered. Um, the other thing is, I want to say that when we do 2019, I'm very excited because this is the first year that there's like movies I'm excited to put. Where I'm not like struggling to put a movie on, it feels like every year since we've been doing this podcast, I mean, we, we've been struggling to find movies to put on a top ten list. This is gonna be one. It seems like where you're struggling to take one off, you know? Yeah. So, but we'll get to that in a couple of weeks once we've seen everything. Until then, thank you for listening. Peace. <laughs> okay.